I see you, Karen. But I, I do think <laughs> all of you, you care all know, of you. I know that's the, not broad. <laughs> I know out of the twenty. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm so, I totally love you guys. <laughs> we just lost four subscribers. <laughs> Yo. How's it going, y'all? Welcome to Everybody Eats. My name is Fumba. I'm Eddie. And today we're getting patriotic. Okay. It's 4th of July and we have a lot mm. to celebrate. Mm. Kind of. We, we titled this podcast, you know, We the People, right? Because at the end of the day, who is this country? It's you. It's the people. You 16 beautiful followers. 20. I, I think it's actually 20. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. We growing, baby. Thank you for so thank, much. Thank, actually, it's fucking great thank to you, see that. Thank you, 20 you beautiful, 20, beautiful, yeah. gorgeous. What are you guys doing after this? <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, let's take it out to dinner. Right? <laughs> we'll get to know you, Do you better. like shampoo? <laughs> Do you like shampoo? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> people are like if we get fan mail one day it's just gonna be you getting a bunch of like shampoo yeah, people just you're send, never gonna have to buy shampoo sending me so new. much dove <laughs> it's just like yo i only take carol's daughters guys come on now. <laughs> i mean everybody, everybody knows that hey come on get it together come on now so this episode we really wanted to focus on yeah, the, people. the american people right especially for fourth of july yeah with everything happening with the country especially in the past couple of days um it's hard to feel patriotic yeah but we really want to instill in the fact that this country is made the land of the free. Yeah. And we have the ability and should have the right to fight for that freedom that yes. we're trying so hard to achieve. Yes. In the preamble of the Constitution, it says, we the people right, of the United States set forth to make a more perfect union. I butchered that. But at the end of the day, a more perfect union. <laughs> it's more or less. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like we the people are trying to make a more perfect union. And grammatically... That doesn't make any sense. You can't have anything more than perfect, right? Yeah. And at the time, you can say that things were perfect. I would say that we, like, I think everybody well, can agree, especially within recent memory, that things aren't getting better. Well, it's it's like, this thing, this constant, like, drawing back. But what is it at the end of the day? What is this nation? It's not the politics. It's not the government, right? It's the people that live within the nation. It's you, yeah. right? And that's what we really, we really want to focus on. People what are films that represent people that stand up to their country, protest to their country, so that way they can get the liberties and the, the justice that they deserve, yeah. right? So we have a list of films, mainly clips. We're not going to talk about a whole film today. Yeah. But just, we just want to if down... you, we're, we'll leave a description with all the films down below if you want to like check out with the list. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but um, the first film that I kind of that I thought of was Les Mis. Les Mis is an excellent example of how you can have a peaceful protest. In the second act, we open up with "Can You Hear the People Sing?" Right? It's a really, really beautiful song that kind of yeah. demonstrates the, you know, the, the the pain and the suffering and how like when a group of people, when people are able to come together in a unified voice. It is something powerful, and it makes the authority, makes yeah. the government stand and listen. Because how could you not hear the protests and the cries of the people in pain, yeah. right? And even even if you don't generally care about their pain, right. you still have to pay attention to the noise that they're bringing to the situation. Yeah, And that's what, that's what I think I liked about this clip. Les Miserables. I, I never really liked the musical that much. I'm going right. to be honest. I'm just not that big of a fan of musicals. Right. But I do understand the importance of this moment. And right. I do get why this is probably the most popular musical of all 
time. Yeah. yeah. One of the other clips that we'll, we'll leave in the description down below, it is, uh, shows uh, this the same song, Can You Hear the People Sing, but it's sung by every single Jean Valjean, or like globally, not every single one of them, but like... But like all the people who... Yeah, from ev- there's a Jean Valjean from every single country that the, that the show is played oh, in. Oh, okay. And that right there, it's there's one from France, Japan, England, the United States. So it's a different actor. Different actor, okay. different language. I thought they just went like on tour. I was like, "Holy shit, I mean, <laughs> this guy's active." Like, I mean, they moving. They moving. <laughs> They're really moving. No, no, no. It's like it's a different actor in a different language, right? And what is that at, at the core of it? What is that? What does this show rep- ultimately represent? It represents the fact that freedom, liberty, justice, yeah. right? To create a more perfect union, these are universal themes. There's a reason why the Constitution was copied and printed copied and pasted yeah. throughout every other constant well not every other constant but it was essentially copied for a multitude of other constitutions around the world right i mean it was a foundation for every other country to jump off of yeah but also you also have to take note whenever you say a more pro- a more perfect union um that doesn't make any sense and generally speaking <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the generally doesn't make grammatically any sense. it doesn't make any sense but, uh, but i will also say like more perfect is to you're you're already instilling in yourselves that this is a perfect union, yeah. which is it's not like because no. if it was we wouldn't have a civil war. So like, what is a more perfect union? Yeah, because I, I don't I don't know what that actually means. And well, more perfect union in my at least from what I understand it right is that when they wrote this, the union that they had, the the country that they had was perfect in their eyes. Flawed, as we can see today. Yeah, Slavery. but that's but that's essentially what As I'm one, getting at. Like one, one bit of it, but like, <laughs> what is what is your definition of perfection? You're denying the the wishes and the dreams of other people who are included in this vision mm-hmm. that you so conveniently left out. Right. So, but that's what a, is the definition of a perf- a more perfect union? So that's that, that's the point of it. Essentially, what is the promise of the United States? What's the promise of America? It's the promise of progress. And yeah. I think everybody universally, and you can be on conservative, liberal, independent, wherever on the spectrum, political spectrum. I think everybody universally within this country can agree that. We are not progressing. We are, in yeah, fact, falling we're, backwards. We are stepping backwards. But we'll get to that point. Yeah. I do feel that with Roe versus Wade, I, it's it's very discerning for many reasons, a multitude of reasons. Um, yeah, we don't even have to deal with this problem, really. This is this is It's heartbreaking to see all the women that are out there. And I got to say, yeah, th- no. this is, again, why I, why I really wanted to talk about the, about this song, about this particular part of the film, is that... They're, like the women and the men and like the allies that are going out there and protesting even though they're being like battered in the street and pushed all over the place right they're going out and they're protesting for their basic yep. human fundamental things rights. that should have already been offered to them from jump and yeah, why was this not taken care of why was this not signed well, into see, that, law that's the thing that's frustrating where you know rbg i i i don't quite understand why it took so long and it really did fall on my party, the Democratic Party, in a sense of, for some reason, it just, it, we all were like, yeah, we should, we but it. we're not gonna. We did it. <laughs> like, we did it, kinda, but it's not cemented into law, so hey, who knows, Any anytime now. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it just never took place, it never was solidified. So now we have the judicial branch, which, for my knowledge, was never crazy. 
No. Well, now is now. Now they're like, yeah, we're just gonna flip a bitch, and yeah. we're wild as hell, yeah. and we don't know what else we're gonna change. So get ready. I think we've been really spoiled because, like, ever since the '70s when Roe v. Wade actually came over, like, I can't remember a time in which the judicial branch wasn't just something where you're like, all right, they're gonna like be the arbiters of justice, establish justice well, I feel within like, the nation. I right? feel like they were the balance. I feel like yes, between they the are judicial, the they should be between the executive and the legislative branch. They were the balance between the two, which makes sense because they're the judicial branch. They yeah. should be the bridge. You're gonna be. But, you're gonna be. It's not like a president where like you're like in for eight years and you're done. You're you 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 get voted in and then you're kind of there. You're there for life forever. Yeah, until you die, which is terrifying, right? right? But I, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how voting works for the so judicial so for judicial for the judicial branch. The way that technically we the people get a voice. Is by electing a president who then nominates a, a Supreme Court nominee. Oh, and then they... Right? And this is where it comes down to, right? Before Trump came into office, there was a somewhat balanced judicial branch. Right? I mean, it was be balanced. Be yeah. be before, right? There was a good balance between... I think it was like a four to five split. Yeah, which, now, is, which makes sense. That's how a judicial branch should be. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah. it's a six to three split, right? Where yeah. there's three liberal liberal, liberal uh, Supreme Court justices and six that are conservative. Yeah, so nothing... And they want to claim that, like, their political ideology doesn't affect them. Shut the fuck up. You're a, you're a human being. Go fuck yourself. You're a fucking asshole. Don't lie to me. Yeah, don't, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me, dog. Because yeah. yeah. any logical human being... Like, even if you're just against this fundamentally in terms of a religious basis, there is genuinely no benefit to getting rid of abortions. There is no economic benefit. There there is no moral benefit. There's just, there is no benefit. You're getting rid of people's autonomy. Yeah. Just to, 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 to the argument of like conservative ideology, they, they, they believe that like it's murder. It's, it's very a Christian ideology. I understand that, but... We have to. We have to first off look at it in the sense of yeah. we. If we're thinking about this ethically of what is a living being, what what we deem right. that to be, that's a discussion that we should have all but on its own. Not on its own. So I'm not going to. But to simply here. say that it's but like generally no, speaking, we're off the table. generally speaking, it's not our call, and that's yeah. fundamentally point blank. Period. What the topic of discussion is. Yeah. It's not my decision to make. Right on what a woman can do can and cannot do with their body yeah and even more than that like it it, like just because you're like pro-life doesn't mean that that's going to like save that child's life right if a person is going to get an abortion that's an intense not only like physical procedure but psychological procedure that they have to go under right yeah just to be able to get in that room and do that you have to be under a circumstance where like that is the best option for you and also you want to have that person like still like have no other option but to have that child Right? If they can't afford to have that child, and like great, pro life, are you gonna take care of that child when they come out of the womb? And also, no, you're not. We're talking about in the circumstance of you being able to afford having a child. Not mm-hmm. even in the sense of even if you could afford this child, are you mentally ready to have a child? Yeah. Do you, are you is are you at the point of your life where you're willing to give up a part of yourself for another living being? And also we we talk about having kids like you can't die. Having a child, yeah, it's not like an incredible health risk. Yeah. Sometimes it's very dangerous to have a kid for a lot of women out here. There's this, there's this uh, video that's going around on on social media right now where it's a woman who has her her baby, um, 
is she's really far along in the preg- pregnancy, but like the baby's like having seizures inside the womb. Yeah. And it's probably it's, gonna die. Yeah. Right? And she's just like, I just want my I want my baby to stop suffering. And that's why and, and they and then now they can't they, they won't, can't they won't, they won't do anything about that. it. They won't be able to do anything. But that's about what I'm it. saying, where it's very short sighted. So I don't understand where the logic is. What exactly is the situation in which okay, what 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 exactly can the government do? Because now we're reaching into a new era in American politics yeah. where we actually have to <laughs> care about what the judicial or like worry about what they're going to be doing right that's, that's awful yeah. yeah so what so in the past there is to my knowledge there might be others if you if you know of any leave them in the comments down below please um but to my knowledge there's two presidents that have, that have checked the power of the judicial branch and that is lincoln and fdr right in both cases you had you uh, i guess technically trump but like in the worst way possible yeah, but not in like a good way. <laughs> <laughs> like he did it in the worst way, right? Like, FD- and not for the benefit of the people. <laughs> no, like FDR yeah. was like dealing with like capitalistic judicial branch, right? And FDR yeah. was like, "I'm gonna ignore everything like, you're saying fuck to me." You, yeah, and, <laughs> like, he, and, and, and he passed the 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 the, the New Deal. Yeah. Right. And even though the, the otherwise the we'd have like Lorenzo Fair capitalism, which yeah. is the worst kind. Oh. Yeah. Whenever I, but whenever I picture Lincoln, especially knowing they had a very naturally high-pitched voice yeah. i never considered him a very confrontational president but apparently he was just about that shit yeah. like he was really in the ten- trenches fighting for the 13th amendment to yeah. be passed um and that's why i really love this scene yeah. where he, now he really throws his weight around yeah and showcases that hey i i'm hearing you but this is all just a bunch of noise to me yeah. this is what needs to happen not only as a president but just as a just as a human being, right? We can't say that we're the land of the free while having slaves. That's, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's that, the conundrum. That's an oxymoron. It's so much of a conundrum. He's not even the first person to say that. Thomas Jefferson made a manifesto <laughs> talking about it. He owned slaves. Oh, yeah, okay, I again. Yo, I can, I'm hot, nigga. <laughs> it's just so frustrating how asinine yeah. this country is yeah. when you when you look at the history of it but yeah. i digress no i mean like when it comes down to it lincoln was was that president and like literally be, the the reason why the civil war actually started was because he got elected yeah <laughs> like that was where the south was like i actually I'm forgot out. about that like, i'm out well you this guy nah i'm not trying to get rid of my slaves i can't do it so then they seceded the union and he was like bet bitch <laughs> all right want to fight yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he made the emancipation proclamation and it like one of the most beautiful documents that's ever been written in american history I'm glad. and again happens, this yeah. is where it comes down to a more perfect union and he really embodied that more perfect union so what yeah. is it what why exactly are we talking about the about like executive branch right in this situation this is a situation where we like with roe v wade being turned over we we need we need an ex- a powerful executive branch to be able to take it over not well, to mention we have a super majority with liberals in in, in congress and yeah, in the senate so, so that's why are we not doing we, anything about that so that's the thing right where we have a super majority and we have a done liberal nothing. president and who have done nothing the entire time yes for what it's been what like two years yes and i haven't seen any results and that's the problem where we don't have a president that he that falls up gen- real well. <laughs> yeah, I actually felt really bad, but like, goddamn, did I laugh? Because <laughs> I'm just like, yo, look at this old ass president. Dimension. Oh, wait, 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 that's my president. Fall off this bike. <laughs> yeah, like at first you're like, ah, 
Yeah, but then you realize that's our president. It's like, fuck, that makes me look bad. God damn it. Oh, uh, shit. No, I feel sad. And also, I think about, like, yeah, that's somebody's grandpa. Like, he definitely broke a hip. Like, that we need a president to embody and execute his right as one of the three branches of government to shut shit down yeah. and be a president where yeah. it's like, hey, no, this is not okay. I'm the president of the United States. And you will hear me. Yeah. We are not going through with this. Yes. Because that that is the point of... Ha- What's the point of having three branches of government, right. checks and balances, if everything's unbalanced? Yeah. This is the most unbalanced shit I've ever lived through. Yes. <laughs> like, I've it never just, had to deal with it this. It just seems that more and more that, like, our branches of government are, f- are falling further and further apart. This leads me to my next my next film, which is The Trial of Chicago 7, right? An amazing, amazing film, right? Which, yeah. which demonstrates... Uh, a, a, a protest that when it turned into a riot, right, where they were protesting over the Vietnam War, right, mm. in the in the hundreds of people that that well, thousands of Americans that were killed during this during this conflict. It right. was a war. I mean, it was, stop, it was stop a war. with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's hey, that, that's the, stop it. That's some that's some media like like we're 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 calling it a conflict because that sounds nicer. But that's it's uh, it's such a it's not a war. It's a conflict. What a way to devalue the lives of people who are fighting yeah, in this exactly. country. It's like it's just a little conflict, you know. 100%. Someone Timmy went and scuffled the shoe. It's fine. It's like no, nigga. Like somebody's not. Timmy's not coming back. No, we're not. <laughs> it's like so. Like the the clip that like we'll share with you guys, and again we'll leave it in the description down below uh-huh. um the the clip that we're gonna that i'm sharing with you guys is uh, uh the very final end the ending scene where like the the guy the one of the characters is able to like make us make a statement to the court right and instead of making a statement right where he could be like please be sparing be, be be speak kindly on me he instead decides to read all the names that were of the of the americans that were murdered during the vietnam war right yeah. consequently he ended up getting 24 uh counts of contempt of court right wow. And I like. I've never seen this film, so I'm it's not. a really good film. If you ever get a chance to see it, go watch it because this is an excellent example of how like the people can actually like fight for the people. Yeah, yeah, fight for the people, right? Fight for the United States of Americans who actually risked their lives, gave their lives for their country, right? Yeah. And I just think this is an excellent example of like, especially when it comes down to what are what are we as people able to do. When it comes to the judicial branch, right? What they're power the law. do we have? They, I mean, they're the law of the land. That's yeah. what essentially what they are. But I mean, laws can be changed. Yes. And I think that that's something that we need to remember as the American citizens. Laws are made for us, but they're also made technically by us. Yeah. Like we have sway to appeal to the judicial branch. And, well, I mean, I don't know. These people are crazy. Yeah. But we can still try. And yeah. that, that's the thing where we can never give up and we can never just let. The yeah. powers that be do whatever they want. Seeing the people in the streets that are protesting, yeah, it's 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 inspiring. It really yeah. is, and like especially when you talk about like the Black Lives Matter movement and like all all like there's so many movements yeah. that have gone across yeah. some Pride like Pride Month and like the yeah. Women's March. There's so many issues that that are going on within this nation, just civilly, right? That are treated in on a criminal case or a criminal yeah, basis. Yeah, but like on yeah. the on the on the aspect of like just like of the people that are yeah, that are peacefully sure. protesting. Yeah. That is their fundamental constitutional right to protest. I mean, the, right? the entire formation of his country was a protest. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> literally. The Boston Tea Party was a protest. Yeah. So it's so it's crazy to me. It's like, "Oh, you're protesting peacefully?" Yeah, we Ah, uh, no, I might shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> we we went to, we went to war cuz taxes were too high. Taxes were too high. 
guy on tea. Yeah, tea. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so it's like, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. peaceful protest is is the most American thing you can fucking yes. do. Yes. So, again, thank you to all the people that are yeah. going out on the street right now. And just know and that. fighting for their fundamental rights to be able to say what they can do with their own body. And just know that we're here to support you in any way we can. 100%. 100%. And, you know, going off of um, the Black Lives Matter movement, it's... So it's interesting looking at the fo- the foundation and formation of America from the lens of, of a black man, because right. to me, it's it's looking at American history and being like, oh, okay, yeah, so it's been a lie, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm good to know. I'm glad to know that right. this country was never made for me, but yet I'm forced to fight for this country, right, mm-hmm. in order to make it a better place. Not necessarily for me, but for the next generation. Right. And I, I think a film. That encapsulates that anger, that frustration is do the right thing, yeah. which is one of my picks. It's like a love-hate relationship when it comes to Spike Lee. Um, I personally am a big fan of his films. I understand like it could be campy, it could be corny, it could be really on, on the nose, and generally problematic. I, I, I'll admit, I've seen a couple of his films where I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I don't know about this dog. <laughs> like, which, I, which film do you mean? Like, uh, Chirac is not great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chirac, I'm like, hey, dog. I'm not a fan of that. You are from New York. Why are you talking about Chicago? But, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy to me, but whatever. It's not my film. What I think is really important with Do the Right Thing, it massively paints the, the situation that black people find themselves when it comes to living in America. Because the inciting incident for the entire film is Mookie Mike's best friend. Uh, I want to say best friend. His friend bugging out is eating at, at South Pizzeria. He sees this wall of fame, sees there's no black people in, on the walls. Sal uh, has a pizzeria. It only serves black people because it's in the hood. So bugging out is very much just like, hey, yo, what the fuck? Why are there no black people on the wall? And Sal's like, fuck you. And that's the movie. <laughs> like, that's the movie Roll in a fucking credits. nutshell. I mean, that's that's the main conflict. Right. And it's it's brilliant because that is America. <laughs> yeah. That is America, 100%. Because essentially, from Sal's perspective, he built... He built this place. Yeah. This is something that he made. Right. And he he's like, I have the right to put whatever I want on my walls. Whatever you want to do outside, out there, that's you. But this is my place. I made this. I do whatever I want. I Mount have Rushmore. complete control. Mount Rushmore. And Buggin' I was like, hey, well, that's fair. You didn't make this place. But also, um, we're the only people who buy your shit. Yeah. And we're the only people who come in here. So that's crazy. You don't think that we have a say in how you run your business. Maybe you should put some black people on the wall. Yeah. That's literally America. That's right. 100% how America functions. Right. Black people helped to build this place. We built this place. And yet we get none of the none of the benefits and none of the recognition of building this place. In fact, we're treated as pets in this country. And I think that this simple conflict boiling over as this hot day continues and this issue is never reconciled from both parties it just it just continues to grow and become more of a venomous just filled with vitriol event up until someone has to die for for it to to really showcase how 
detrimental this is right. where we're not able to find common ground right and you know the only way that they can quell the quell the scenario is Luke mike throws a, a garbage pail into the garage everyone burns the shit down um i'm giving this i'm giving the synopsis because it really does illustrate my point here right um the clip that i wanted to talk about is the ending because i feel like this not only is the the crux of the of the film, but mm-hmm. also just the crux of our of our debate when it comes to America in terms of being a black man. From my eyes, well, I think it's I think that um, the ending scene is really what makes this film great, right? Is because of the fact that at the end of it, they're both right. They're both in some way, shape, or form. They both correct. have they both have a point, and they're both flawed. Yeah, at some point, you know what I mean. You know, like he did throw a trash can through his window. <laughs> yeah, but then if you look at it from do the right thing, of course. And, and I think about it in the sense of like. Mike is an interesting character because yeah. throughout the film he's more of an observer. He's like a he's, he's more reactionary than active. Mm-hmm. He he just kind of walks around and he reacts to people doing shit, but right. he never does anything. Right. And the one choice that he has between letting the person who caused the death of a man to get his ass kicked by everyone in the area in in the neighborhood potentially die. Or throw a garbage can into the building, save this man, but like he loses his business, do the right thing, save this man's life. Let me throw, let me destroy his business. Right. You know? No, and and it makes sense. Like at the end, when they're like, when when it's like he broke the window, it cost some money, and they both like the money's thrown on the ground, you pick it up. No, you pick it up. Yeah, no, that that was the part that I really loved, man. Yeah. Because it does illustrate like a big thing about this film is Sal is talking about I, I, I love it because Sal is literally talking about how um, he lost his business and Mike is just like dog you're gonna get the insurance like yeah. you're gonna be fine someone yeah. literally died right. <laughs> like what are we talking about and yeah. Sal is saying you don't understand I built this country from my hands I made this um, with my with myself I put every tile every light I put that there right. I made this and it's gone you have any idea what that feels literally saying you have any ideas to to lose what you had to a black man <laughs> like to, you know what i'm saying like yeah. the irony of that is is yeah. is it's incredibly powerful but also yeah. it speaks volumes in terms of how this country is where you know it's it's that a lot of people i'm not gonna say just white people i think people in general they don't they aren't willing to put themselves into another person's shoes yeah, you know, walk a mile in another person's shoes. Exactly, you know how they live. and unfortunately, white a lot of white Americans don't can never understand the plight of the black man. And even at the end, he was confused that Mike threw the money back because he wasn't he wasn't asking for more money. He was just saying, "Pay me what I'm owed." Yeah, which is again, like, give me what give me what I've always wanted. Mm. I I want my share. Right. So, you know, he was just like, I don't understand you. He was like, all right, bet. Well, I got to go take care of my kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a grown-ass adult. Yeah, handle yeah. your business. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, generally, I generally love this film because it's not a simple answer. It's not everything is it's not just clean resolved. Cut. It's not clean cut. It, it leaves a lot. And then nothing's fixed. To deal with. No. It seems. It's just the way of the world, you know? Seems very uh, reminiscent of what we deal with here. <laughs> <laughs> it's more we, or less the same. We complain and then... And then, Y'all don't do anything. <laughs> at least you guys are keeping the status quo, am I right? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I, it's very frustrating to see to see people, especially the protests. You know, to see yeah. people 
argue their points and have valid points and then have them not be heard yeah and have it to see it time and time again of course people are going to be frustrated that's why it's very hard to see this administration here do nothing <laughs> do literally, nothing literally I've, I've never seen an administration be so useless before and I, I i'm so baffled by it i mean it's not it's not since the days of jimmy carter that it's that whether we've had such a benign president before yeah and jimmy carter I don't know. He was a nice guy, but, like, he just didn't do anything. Yeah, that was the thing. He just didn't do anything. That's the same thing with Biden, where it's mm-hmm. like, Biden, I look at him, was like, yeah, he's a fun old man. He yeah. likes, I mean, unfortunately, he's a little too touchy, but, like, he's cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that too much? Is that, is that too much? Is that... I thought at first you were like, he's, like, really sensitive. Like, he's, he's really sensitive. And then I was like, oh. No, he just likes touching he people. He likes touching people. You know, like, a, oh, you can do it, kid. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> just the, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. Bad touch. But, I mean, you're not the president, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if Joe Biden's like, hello, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to take it. <laughs> I was like, all right. You can have armed guards come in here, and I'll never be seen again. Complacency is the problem with this country, and I, that goes into my next clip. Uh, I Am Not Your Negro. Um, I, One of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's really fucking good. I actually saw this for the first time at work today i, I feel really yeah you know i've watched it like four or five times it's so damn good <laughs> is that white guilt is that white guilt four times no no but time. like as you, were, as you were saying like i feel like especially with like how amazing um well james baldwin yes james, he's, he's the a, way the way he speaks not to mention the fact that he was narrated by well, samuel a, jackson well he's a poet it was <laughs> like beautiful yeah. no he's he's genuinely one of the most eloquent american writers i've ever seen everything he says is either an analogy a metaphor or just well i mean because he had to debate white people and they're like why does this matter and he was like one of the most beautiful clips from that from this film was when he was like you know when i was a kid i used to love john wayne but then you realize as you grow up that you're not John Wayne. You you're can the, never be John Wayne. You're the Native Americans. He says yeah. Indians, but like you're the Native Americans yeah. that are being shot and killed. No, exactly. And that's, that was like I was like, yeah, that's because, a beautiful fucking metaphor. No, right because there. this man had to debate for his existence. And yes. that's for for the to prove his existence yes. to these white people, which it's baffling. That that's not, that's how it has to work. But he's eloquently able to do it with such finesse. And I, I think this clip, um, from I'm Not Your Negro, The Future of America. It's the, basically the trailer for the, for the entire documentary. I can't be a pessimist because I'm alive. To be a pessimist means that you have agreed that human life is an academic matter. So I'm forced to be an optimist. I'm forced to believe that we can survive whatever we must survive. But... The Negro in this country The future of the Negro in this country is precisely as bright or as dark as the future of the country. Mm. It is entirely up to the American people and our representatives. It is entirely up to the American people whether or not they're going to face and deal with 
and embrace this stranger whom they maligned so long. What white people have to do is try to find out in their own hearts why it was necessary to have a nigger in the first place. Because mm. I'm not a nigger. I'm a man. <laughs> but if you think I'm a nigger, it means you need him. The question you've got to ask yourself, the white population of this country has got to ask itself, North and South, because it's one country, and for a Negro, mm. there's no difference in North and South. Mm. There's just you know, a difference in the way they, in a way they castrate you. But that's, but the fact of the castration You're still castrated. is the American fact. Yeah. If I'm not the nigger here, and you invented him, you, the white people, invented him, and you've got to find out why. I I love that. I love that. Wow. That was so because it, it's true. It's a hundred percent true. That's that's essentially what it comes down to. You brought us here, right? White America, not you, <laughs> not, not no. you, Eddie. White America brought slavery to these to this country. Right. Um, they got what they wanted out of it. They wanted to continue it. Civil war happened, and now they're mad that we're here. Right. But. We, we are here because of the choices that these people made in the past. So white America does have to answer that question. What is a nigga by your own definition? What is the thing that you created, the title that you put for us? And how do we fit into this world as it is today? Right? Because you, because I'm not, I'm not a nigga. <laughs> like, like basically what he said. I yeah. like, I'm a black man. I'm African. I'm African American. I, 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 you know, I'm not a nigga. I, I will go to my nigga and be like, what's up, nigga? But I'm not a nigga. You understand? I think so. <laughs> but it, but it does, it does echo a problem in this country right. because no one's willing to have that, that conversation, which goes back to do the right thing. This, that conversation with Sal's Pizzeria could have been solved if he were to have a compromise of, hey, you do serve a, mainly black people, if not only black people. Right. All you have to do is put some black people on this wall and represent the people who are supporting you. Right. Right. But them not doing that caused the pizzeria to burn down. Yeah. So who was to say what's going to happen to America? You not adhering to the voices of the or the pain of the people who are crying out to you, please notice us, give us attention, put us on your wall. Right. Eventually we're going to burn. And that's the fear of this country. And that's what we're fighting for. We, the people are fighting for this country to survive because we need it to. Yeah. The hope and the dream of this country, right? That like, it's, it's a dream because it's not reality. It's not real. Yeah. But is it, is it a dream nonetheless? Yeah, it's a dream. Is it fake? Is it not real right now? You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> yeah. But, like, does that mean that we can't get better? Does that mean that we can't get to a place in which we can have a level of understanding yeah. of, the, of, of what it's like to be a woman in this nation when abortion rights are ripped out of their, out of their fingertips? Yeah. Uh, what it's like for a black American in the United States, right? And the, and the troubles and the pain that they have to go through on a daily basis. What it's like for somebody in the LGBTQ community when they're discriminated against simply for being who they, who they are. are. Yeah. You know, I would say that like one thing that I hear when, when I talk with, 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 with white people is like the, the, an argument that they typically like to bring in is like, um, how uh, I want to make sure I phrase this properly. 
Um, it's like all lives matter type deal. I, I, look, like, I, I, the the crazy thing about that I mean, specifically is that Black Lives Matter is saying all lives matter. Yeah, but like well, all lives matter just, was created so that you're like, no, all lives. Well, it's, matter. it's meant to distract from the point because Black Lives Matter is an intangibly all lives matter yes. like it's it goes about saying we're just thing, emphasizing we're like, hey black lives specifically they matter, also matter. They don't feel like they do yeah so when i hear all lives matter it's like okay well that's a protest to a protest and that's just stupid a waste of a time yeah yeah but i feel like i feel like for when it comes to it you know like there's this there's this argument of like well like i didn't own slaves i didn't i wasn't i wasn't the one that like was yeah, in charge that's, of this. That's and, not, that and, doesn't that's matter. Not, that's not the point of it. <laughs> no. I feel, and I try and argue back where it's like, knowing our history, right? Knowing the fact that there, like, there was injustices in this country before it was even a country. Before we even had, before it was a country. Before there was a United States. Yeah. There were slaves here. Well, that's, this you know? is, whenever I hear that argument, it's so ridiculous, right? Because it's easily refuted. Where it's like, hey, I didn't own slaves as an individual. Right. I didn't. It's like, cool, yeah, I know that. Stupid. I also but like, like li- didn't live in. I I was born here. I wasn't born in Africa. That's right. for sure. But it doesn't absolve the sin of this country. Right. You you personally not owning slaves doesn't absolve the problem of this country in the terms of we don't talk about slavery for what it actually was, and we don't try to rep. At give reparations for the people that it hurts, for the community that it hurt. In fact, we don't give reparations for any of the people that were affected in this country. If yeah. we're so, we're in fact, we're literally going backwards and hurting them more in Roe versus Wade. In a sense of hey, progress. <laughs> like it, it's just, sarcasm. That was sarcasm. If you, it, it's for it's, those of you it's just such. I whenever I hear these basic stupid flawed arguments and i'm sorry that's a stupid argument i i can't i'm not gonna give i wouldn't you, say um, it's stupid because i i, I think for 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 eh. people it sure I, you I, gotta I, you gotta understand on, on this aspect right just i'm not saying that i agree with it because i don't right yeah. on this aspect they don't live as a black person they live as a white person right and they've lived in a, in a country that has been very kind to them Right. Where they have white privilege. Right. And I think it's where it's important as a white person is to acknowledge the fact that you have a privilege and that there has been injustices on every other race and every other gender. <laughs> like if you're a white male, especially like up like up until now, you yeah. know, you're 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 doing great. And I would know, say there still is that privilege. And you know I, I, I mean? get it, you know, because I understand they're having, blind. To, they're blind to it. They well, don't I mean, have to live that. Life. I understand the idea of having privilege. Right. It's like Cause I mean, even well, even being a man. You know, right. like as a man, whether I'm a black man or not, I have you have more advantages than I do in a lot of cases. But as a black man, I still have more advantages than a black woman. Right. A hundred percent. Right. And like I but that doesn't necessarily negate or dismiss that. Right. Of you. you that's my argument. That's why right. I say it's it's dumb to use that because you're using this thing that was set up for you. Right. As a way to dismiss that argument that's being demonstrated of hey there's a problem in this country we should hey, probably talk about it we should probably talk about it <laughs> yeah. it's like hey well i didn't own slaves it's like yeah but still. can you can you listen to the people that are protesting but, in the street right but now? you're using that as a way to not have the conversation and right. that's the problem right. i i can acknowledge and generally speaking the thing with a lot of white men you all you we're asking for is to acknowledge the privilege to acknowledge the i point. wouldn't even say it's white men i think it's just white people well white people generally speaking white women are annoying 
I see you, Karen. But I, I do think <laughs> all of you, you care all know, of you. I know out of that's the, not broad. I know out of the twenty. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm so, I totally love you guys. <laughs> we just lost four subscribers. <laughs> um, we have to acknowledge and listen to the people around us, and the problem is that no one, everyone's listen, everyone's listening, but not to gain a new perspective. It's basically what I said before. In terms they're of hearing you. They're not listening to you. It's, it's what we said in the last podcast in terms of empathy, right? Where you have to empathize in order to fully gain a new perspective. Right. You're, li- you're listening for an argument, to build your argument in order to talk more. And that is, that is not how we progress. Right. You, generally speaking, as a human being, you're not right all the time. It's impossible. It's impossible to be right all the time. It's impossible. So we as people, especially as Americans, as I see it a lot as us, we need to stop trying to just win a debate yeah. and just listen to a perspective that we know nothing about. Right. Like, it's okay to try to defend your, your case. I, I That part I understand, but mm. to solely go into... Be married to your ideology. I think that's where we get stuck yeah, a lot. You know what I mean? It's like... Where, like, if you get married to it... And why are you like, drawing a laws in the sand? Yeah, drawing like, lines in the sand. Why, like, because if you're married to it by, like, that extension, if you debate it and they prove you wrong, right, then they're, by extension, insulting you and insulting your merit, right? Where When in actuality, like, this is why, like, when I have conversations with people, I tried to make it a very, like, a big effort to, like, I'm not married to my ideologies. Yeah. My, I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to keep growing. I want to keep developing my yeah. ideologies. And I'm willing to understand and re- really just process the fact that I'm not going to be right. I'm going to be wrong a, <laughs> a lot. lot a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I feel like that's one of the big things is, like, we need to listen. And going back to the Roe v. Wade thing, this is where it's just heartbreaking because the majority of Americans overwhelmingly agree with the fact that abortion rights should be a fundamental right within the United States. But we decide to just ignore it. Yeah. We decide to ignore it. And that's where it's just heartbreaking. Can I, if I can ask you then, right, if, if, if we can just dive into it a little bit further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, as, as a black person, what would you want from, like, a white person in order or like to, to, to be able to like allow them what would you want to like say or like have them do to make it like better or to move towards a step of healing not even well, like healed I think, but like towards a direction of healing does, well, does that make sense yeah I mean I think as a black man the one thing in tandem with white men that we need to do is acknowledge our privilege and as to, men as men right first off right as men we need to acknowledge our, our privilege and the rights that we have in order to better work with and serve the women that constantly fight for us. Right. Um, or, or at least like, especially as a black man to black woman, um, we have to do better in terms of listening and understanding the perspective of a black woman, as well as, you know, with, with in terms of a racial standpoint, right. it, it just, to... There's an arbitrary layer in terms of what a black, what a black man, a white man is. Is I mean, all of it's by design. We are just separate. flesh and blood. Yeah, so yeah. it generally doesn't matter. So, I understanding the the differences in culture, respecting those differences in culture, mm-hmm. and moving forward as people by having these uncomfortable conversations in which you are going to be the villain in a lot of these stories, right. and sometimes I will be too. You know. Um, and 
but us having these conversations, we can move forward. Right. And no, that's just base level shit. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot generally that goes into this, mainly in terms of you know capitalism. It, I feel like it is an important conversation to to be having, especially. But like, I think again at the root of this, right? One of the most proudest moments that I could have seen was during the George Floyd protests when it was every single color of American was going out on the street and being out there supporting it. There were some I think jackets. Everyone was, everyone was upset. Um, and, you know, I, I do think that, like, the black squares, I'm like, well, that does nothing. But I, I to see people genuinely walk the streets and protest, yeah, it, it did mean something. It did yeah. showcase, okay, yeah. People are really upset, and when you think of the context, it makes sense. Yeah, because I guess fucking I, COVID. All we can do is watch. I, so I, mean, I, I guess this kind of comes to like the the conclusion of this, right? What for 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 you twenty followers, <laughs> right? What 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 is something that's really important to you right now? Is it the Roe v. Wade, right? The overturning of Roe v. Wade. Is it the, to making sure that every person of this country is treated equally? Right. What are what are, what is something that's re- that you're really passionate about? And moreover, what do you feel like is a really good film representative that discusses these problems that shows a the the power that people have within this nation, with it or around the world for that matter? You know, please please leave your likes, your comments down below if you if you guys like what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, um, going forward, it'd be great to have some suggestions if you want to leave a comment just in terms of what films you want to discuss yeah. and see yeah, in please, the future. Please. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, We'd we're love to hear from you guys. Yeah, but thank you so much. This has been Everybody Eats. Yeah, episode four. Yeah, we're really doing it. Doing... Yeah. <laughs> Freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, stay hungry. Stay hungry. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Later, guys. <laughs>